That was beautiful. Thank you, ladies, very much. They'll be taking that on the road. (laughs) We are in Exodus today. If you'd like to turn with me back to that passage that Brad read for us, starting in chapter 25. Uh, I know what you're thinking, even as you turn there. I know you're either thinking Brad must have read the wrong passage or you're thinking, I have forgotten what time of year it is. Uh, Why are we reading out of Exodus of all places? Uh, Now, of course, you mean no offense to Exodus. Exodus is, after all, a very important and an exciting book. It's in Exodus that we find the birth of Moses, uh, the plagues on Egypt, the parting of the sea, the Ten Commandments, God's miraculous provision of manna, you know, the bread that always leaves you asking, what is it? <laughs> That's what the word manna means. What is it? Uh, so no, no offense to Exodus. But Exodus, you say, doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. And especially this part of Exodus, right? All these details about raising money to build a tent. What does that have to do with Jesus' birth? Well, may I say... It has to do with Jesus' birth much more than we may typically think. Uh, And here's why. All of this has everything to do with Emmanuel, God with us. Do you realize that God, the maker of heaven and earth, the Holy One of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, do you realize that God wants to be with us. You understand that? Do do you realize that? God wants to be with us because, you ready for this? Because he loves us and also because he likes us. Now, he doesn't always love or like the things we do, (laughs) but God does love And like us. Have you ever noticed that when you love or like someone, you'll do almost anything in order to be with them, near them, around them? When I was in seminary, I liked this girl. Annette was her name. And because I liked her, it was just amazing how creative I got trying to figure out how to be where I knew she would be so that I could just seem to show up, you know, unexpectedly. The chance encounter that required all sorts of research and planning ahead of time, uh, chance had nothing to do with it. But that's what you do when you want to be with someone. You do whatever it takes. And God is no different. When he wants to be with someone, he does whatever it takes, short of coercion, to make that happen. We saw that two weeks ago when, in a dream, God told Joseph that through the birth of Jesus, 
God himself was going to be with him, with Joseph, and with Mary, his wife. And he would be with them in about as with a way as a person can be with somebody else. But that's how badly God wants to be with us, you see. That's the extent to which he'll go. Humanity, men and women, boys and girls, we are God's greatest creation. We are his pride and joy. The apple of his eye. That's what he calls us. He made us because he wanted to be with us. And even though our sin, our our corporate rejection of him drove a wedge into that withness, it did not stop God from finding a way to be with us whom he loves. That way came to fullness in the birth of Jesus. But Jesus was not the first occasion of Emmanuel. God with us. Last Sunday night, we look back 700 years before Jesus to a moment when Ahaz, the king of Judah, found himself in big trouble. And through the prophet Isaiah, God came to Ahaz and offered to help him. Specifically, God offered him his withness. But Ahaz refused him, tragically, because Ahaz had other allies in mind that he preferred to be with. But even still, God in his mercy gave the sign of his withness because God knew that's what his people would ultimately need, but also because it's what God himself wanted. God wants to help. He wants to draw close to those he loves. Though Ahaz Uh, did not accept that. And through Ahaz, Judah, the nation, pushed him away. But while that changed neither God's longing for them nor their need of him, their rejection of him did affect negatively Judah's success in battle and as a nation. Because choosing withness with the wrong person always causes problems. (laughs) Uh, And that, let me say, that is not just true in battle. That is true in friendships. That is true in partnerships, in business. That is true in marriage. That is true in just about every other place in life. So be careful. Be careful who you choose to be with you. But the point is, even back 700 years before Jesus, God wanted to be with us. God wanted Emmanuel. But even that was not the first time. You know, this Exodus text takes us back 700 or so more years to the time of Moses. At this point in in the, the story, God had delivered Israel out of their slavery in Egypt. And he's now presenting to them the basic rules of how to live as his people, which includes, we see here in chapter five, the design of the special tent that they were to build for him. It's interesting that God has delivered them from Egypt where they were doing what? They were building cities for Pharaoh in Egypt. Now, he asked them to build something for him. But in between God's initial ask there in chapter 25 and the completion of the tabernacle that we read about in chapter 40, they wind up building something else, don't they? The Israelites. They wind up building the golden calf. 
something God did not want them to build. That's actually why we read from chapter 25 and then chapter 40. God's building plans were put on hold because of the whole idolatrous golden calf incident. God delivered Israel from building things that were detestable to them. And they responded to God initially by building something that was detestable to him. That's hardly a fitting response to that sort of grace. That's worth noticing here. Also worth noticing here is the fact that Pharaoh, remember, demanded the Israelites to build for him. And the whole golden calf incident, Aaron demanded that the Israelites give the golden earrings that they were wearing so that the calf could be built. But here, God is different in his approach, isn't he? God does not demand. God invites people, verse 2, those whose hearts prompt them. God invites them to contribute to this building project of his. And let me just say, you know, right here is why there's almost always tension between God and earthly government. Governments tend to demand and take from people. In fact, God said that himself. He told Israel that under Samuel, God said, hey, I know you think you want a king, but listen, you don't really want a king because he'll take your very best away from you and use it for himself. That happens because human leaders tend to forget if they ever knew in the first place that they are not ultimately in charge of things. They tend to forget that. They begin to think that they're God. And you see, God just doesn't appreciate that. And he really doesn't appreciate it when people he created and loves are abused and mistreated at the hand of earthly governments. Because kings, governments, tend to rule by force. If you don't believe that, try not paying your taxes and see what happens. But God takes a different approach. He invites. He asks. All because he wants to be with us. Emmanuel. You see, God with us. God asked Joseph if he could be Emmanuel to him. And Joseph said, yes. God asked Ahaz the same thing. Ahaz said, "Mm -mm." no. Here, through Moses, God asked the Israelites if they would build this tent so he could be Emmanuel. God with them, with those he likes and loves. Now, of course, we could go back even further than this. We could go back clear to the Garden of Eden, where we see that all that was the garden, all the splendor and creativity and variety, God made all of that so he could be in a place of beauty and peace with this man and woman he made and their offspring. From the very beginning, he made us So he could be Emmanuel, God with us. That is the very theme of the human story. God with us, that is the heart of our identity and purpose as human beings. From the very beginning, God's great desire was to be Emmanuel, to be with us, we who he loves 
And these instances, these, these here, these are just a few examples of the visible evidence of this. How God just shows up overtly here and there through history. They, they might seem kind of random to us. You know, Joseph has a dream. Isaiah meets Ahaz by this pool. Moses comes down from the mountain with this, with this plant. Those, those instances and others like them, they may seem to us to be chance encounters. But in reality, chance has nothing to do with it. These encounters and many more, God very intentionally, very carefully planned them out. Because he wanted to be with those he loves so much. At the base of everything God is and does is the deep longing to be with us. Can you believe that? (laughs) Can you believe it? That's the honest truth. And it stands behind everything God has done and everything he is doing today. Even, Even if it seems to you, it may seem to somebody here that no one on earth wants to be with you. God does. He wants to be with you. The God who designed you, the God who made you, has spared no effort or expense. He has done everything he possibly can do to be with you. And he invites us, any and all, any and all who will, he invites us to be with him. That's why he made us, to be with him. We are our best when we are with him. And when we are not with him, We don't work well at all. We get things wrong. We mess things up for ourselves and for other people around us. God knows that. God knows that. That's why Emmanuel, God with us, is the basis of human history. Because he made us, God understands what's best for us. And he understands what we need. You know, God knew that those Israelites out in the desert there with Moses, he knew as stubborn and difficult As they could be at times stiff-necked. That was God's term for them. You know people like that. God knew that's what they were like. God knew they needed a visual, tangible symbol of his presence with them. If they were going to believe that he was in their midst and dwelling with them. He knew that. God knew it in Exodus 25 when he was giving Moses the instructions for the tabernacle. And boy, was he right. (laughs) wasn't he? Because it was just as he was giving the instructions to Moses to build this tent while Moses was up on the mountain with him that the people down in the valley were saying to Aaron, hey, we're done waiting for this Moses guy. We got to move on. And that's how the golden calf got built. God knew how they thought. He knew they needed a physical symbol of his presence. And that's what the tabernacle was. The symbol of God's presence with them right in the middle of their camp. The whole purpose of it, the way it was laid out, the way it was furnished, the way the metals and the fabrics were all chosen and went together. It was all for the purpose of them knowing Emmanuel. God with them. It was a tangible way for them to relate to him in his beauty and in his majesty and in his mystery and in his holiness And in his glory, the tent itself and the worship that went on there, both 
They touched every human sense with the infused presence of God, God's witness with his people. Because God wanted to know them and more, he wanted them to know him deeply, intimately. He wanted them to know, if you will, the color of his eyes and the pattern of his thoughts. And he wanted them to know it not in a way that you get just by reading it in a book or hearing it from Moses, but in the way that you get when you live close to somebody. He wanted him to know his holiness, but also his accessibility, his beauty, his glory, what he sounded like, what he valued, what he smelled like. Things you can only fully know when you are with someone. You know, the human problem from the beginning has not been that we don't know about God. Uh, We know all sorts of stuff about God. The human problem is that after the garden, we didn't know him. That's what Emmanuel was designed to fix. God created us to know him, to live in communion with him, to walk with him like in the garden. Sin ruined that. But God's been trying to restore that relationship ever since. Ever since, the tabernacle, the temple, those moments here and there through the prophets, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, when God broke into the natural order of things here on earth, all of that, it's all Emmanuel. God with us. I don't know exactly the time, I've never asked her, but I I presume that there was a time that Annette figured out that I was trying to be wherever she was. Uh, That's when the light came on in her mind and she realized, you know, I think this guy is doing this on purpose. I I think this guy likes me. (laughs) That is exactly what God wanted with Israel and through Israel, the rest of the world to figure out He wanted him to realize, you know, every time I turn around, I run into this God. I'm beginning to think it's no accident. I think he's showing up on purpose. And I think it's because he likes me. And he wants to be with me. Certainly, that's what God wants to happen in Jesus. Every Emmanuel incident before Jesus points to him, each one through history. They all give a bit of the picture, a glimpse here and there. But Jesus is the the fulfillment. He's how we can really know God. Because he is God incarnate, in flesh. God with us. Jesus is the witness of God. And he's the pathway to the witness of God for all eternity. That's why Christmas is such a big deal. In the Old Testament, God's glory descends into this tent and, and dwells in their midst. But in Jesus, God becomes flesh and dwells among us. Can you believe that Christmas is as much a gift to God the Father as it is to us. 
At Christmas, you see, God finally got his wish. His longing for Emmanuel. God with us. His people, his creation. The ones he made. The ones he loves. He's wanted it ever since the garden. Ever since the garden. Not because we're so great. But because God has so much love to give. That's how much he loves us. Father, would you help us to understand more fully your deep longing to be with us and the tremendous gift that is available to us to be with you because of Jesus. Would you help us to long for your withness and to pay every price, any price, to either tear down or to build into our lives whatever you ask so that the withness might endure until we see you face to face in glory. Help us grasp this, Father, in a new, a deeper way in this season, we ask. Because of Jesus, in his name, amen.